1: The Pack a Day Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day Podcast, a Super Bowl Sunday version of the Pack a Day Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your new Sunday host. Uh, moving forward, it's uh, great to be here with Michael and Gage and uh, being uh, part of their team. They they are one of the oldest um, duos within the Packaday a podcast as I've been getting to know them a little bit here uh, over the last couple of days, but uh, Super Bowl Sunday is here. It's the day we all look forward to in the offseason, and usually we're looking forward to the Packers being part of that, but... Uh, you know, not meant to be this year. So uh, why don't we just jump into it, uh, Mike and Gage? Um, let's just start off with the most uh, you know, basic question here. I guess, Michael, I'll start with you. Um, Bengals or Rams today? Who are you rooting for? It
2: goes meow. Bengals all the way. I mean, the big reason is I want Mike Daniels to get a ring. I think the guy deserves it. He's put the work in. He's always been one of my favorite players. I loved him back at Iowa. I loved him in Green Bay. And I, I, I just want him to, to get that ring. He's been he's been working hard. He's been staying with that team for the last few years now. And there, there's no better guy to get a ring if it's not going to be a Green Bay Packer than Mike Daniels. And I also don't want the, the super team idea to get the ring. I, I hate that in every sport, the building of a super team. So I, I, part of me wants to also see the Rams fail. And McVeigh, I want—I also want the floor to be get a ring before McVeigh or Shanahan. So I like—I'm—I'm I'm Bengals all the way for this one. But I'm just sad that this is also the final game of the season. Now we got—we have to wait again until August to watch more football.
1: Watch yeah. Football. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's that new uh, spring league starting up. But I mean, I don't know how much uh, how much we're really counting that uh, spring league. But uh, Gage, uh, who are you pulling for today uh, in the Super Bowl?
3: You know. I don't really have a preference, honestly. I don't. I like the Mike Daniels narrative would be cool. Obviously, former Packer, uh, and he was always just loved watching him play. That'd be cool. But at the same time, I don't really care. I'm okay with either one of these teams winning. Uh, My rooting interest after Green Bay lost was Buffalo. And then Buffalo got shafted by a coin. Uh, So we unfortunately didn't get to see them win. I personally think that if Buffalo played uh, Cincinnati, I think they would have won. And I think they'd be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, but we can't have nice things. So I, so I don't really have a preference, though. I think it'd be cool to see Aaron Donald win. Uh, like, like I don't know. Obviously, everyone's going to be like, oh, well, they're a super team. They have Aaron Donald. They have Jalen Ramsey. They have Stafford, whatever. They can they can make more runs. You, no, you, that's not how this works. There's a reason that Green Bay hasn't been back to a Super Bowl since 2010. It, it, it's hard to make a Super Bowl. Teams that, like New England that made it all just made it 10 times over the course of 20 years that's not a thing that everyone does so you need to really when you get these opportunities you want guys to win it that's why I would love for Aaron Donald to win it because I think he has been we, we sit here and we're like oh well he's arguably the greatest defensive player in the game but one of the right, one, one of the top like two or three greatest of all time and then people and then he just didn't win Defensive player of the year the other night and people are like oh well TJ Watt was great and it's like yeah guess what Aaron Donald does everything tj watt does from the inside while being doubled and triple teamed on every single play and he we've gotten to the voter fatigue point of him similar to how like lebron in basketball just couldn't win like doesn't win mvp every year which you can go through every year and be like okay well i kind of understand how other guys won at different years but like Aaron donald is legitimately that good that if he has a fully healthy season you can pencil him in for an all pro spot on day one because he's that damn good and so Aaron Donald winning one would be cool Matt Stafford after toiling away in Detroit all those years him getting one Uh, Cooper Cup I just love watching Cooper Cup play so Andrew Whitworth that's another one guy played in Cincinnati all those years went to LA and is now could very well go out as Walter Payton man of the year oldest offensive lineman to ever start a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl and could very well retire at the end of the year so I guess if I have a rooting interest, maybe it's LA just for a couple of the guys on there, but I don't really have a, I don't really have a rooting interest one way or the other, whichever team I end up betting on. That's the one I have a rooting interest in.
1: There you go. Well, I mean, I'm pulling for the Bengals, although, you know, I really don't have much of a rooting interest either. I mean, there's really it doesn't feel like there's a villain in this in this Super Bowl where you know if, if somebody wins you're kind of upset like the Patriots kind of were you know for 20 years nobody wanted to see them win another Super Bowl but um, you know the Bengals they've never won a Super Bowl so there's something there although you know something very interesting I heard on the radio Zach Taylor is 16 games under 500 in the regular season and he he's in the Super Bowl. Uh, which is quite impressive. Um, But, uh, and, you know, personally, I really like Joe Burrow. Um, He's going to be a future star in the league. He's a lot of fun to watch. Um, So, but, again, for a lot of the reasons already listed, you know, Matt Stafford's a great guy. After what he went through in Detroit, winning the Super Bowl would be fine. So, uh, pulling for the Bengals for me, but if the Rams pull it out, not going to be too disappointed so um well that's the game uh as far as our rooting interest but something that's always kind of interesting every year um we'll talk about a couple of these things so gage i'll start with you do you have any like super bowl day traditions whether it's you know going to a super bowl party whether it's having a specific type of food um like what is kind of your game day like for the super bowl um as far as food and what you do with with the day
3: you know my my game day routine for the Super Bowl is generally same as it is every other week. I'll probably like I'll wake up. I'll probably have I'll probably have some breakfast, drink a little coffee, just kind of relax. Uh, uh, like as I said, I will do some some uh, light uh, betting of sorts throughout the day to try and just win some money. So that way I have a little bit, especially in a game where it's two teams where I don't care who wins, it gives you a little more reason to kind of watch. Uh, so I'll, kind of, I'll probably do that during the middle part of the day. And then I'm actually, I am going to a party tomorrow, but I don't, I don't really go to – I've never really been a big Super Bowl party guy. I've hosted a few, like, growing up, but that's just more just friends would come over because we were in college and we had a TV and enough couches to seat everybody. So uh, but, so I don't really have a ton of big stuff. It's, I'll probably just go sit down, watch the game like I normally do, skip the pregame because the pregame show is a joke, and I don't understand why we have so many pregame shows and why they got to be four hours long. I, I don't need to hear anybody talk about football for four hours, especially people that haven't played for thirty years and don't know what they're talking about half the time. I don't need. I just don't need it. So, I'll probably skip the pregame show, just relax, and then get to enjoy the game. I'll get excited for the halftime show. That'll be fun because I'm getting to watch like Eminem, who is one of my favorite musical artists of all time, which would of course make sense to everybody as a pasty white kid from the Midwest. <laughs> Of course, that would be who one of my favorite musical artists is of all time. Um, but yeah, so it's just gonna be it's gonna be a nice, relaxing day for me that I just get to watch a game where I have no rooting interest of who I want to win or who I want to lose. Like last year, I wanted the Chiefs to win because I didn't want I didn't want to watch Brady win again. Uh, the year before that, I wanted the Chiefs to win again because Mahomes hadn't won one yet. Forty ers were the villain; they had just knocked out Green Bay, smoked them in the playoffs, so normally don't have a rooting interest or normally have some rooting interest this year. I truly don't Mentioned they are the, they're the, the super team that has collected all these superstars and whatever, but they still have a decent number of homegrown talent and they hit on late draft picks, which is not, which vast majority of teams can't do that. There's a reason that this stars and scrubs model only works like once because they hit on all these late draft picks. So don't really have any big, like traditions that i'm gonna go do i'm sure that that's the boring answer that no one wanted but that's just kind of me
1: hey that's fair enough i mean i don't i don't really have much uh beyond of what you just said but mike uh what, do you do you have any traditions any type of food that you have to have anything like that uh, for super bowl sunday
2: uh, not really anymore when i was in college when i was living in iowa we would get a group of guys together we'd Usually go to a house that has a projector screen, so we'd have 30 people. We'd have this giant screen that we'd watch it on, and we we'd all bring food. So we, I would bring like little little smokies wrapped in bacon and brown sugar, and and stuff like that. And we'd have a big thing of it. But ever since I've come back to Wisconsin, not really. I would just hang out at home with my family, and we and we'd watch the game. We we've been doing homemade pizza most years. We we're doing that again uh, today for the game, but really, it's just relax, watch the game. Enjoyed knowing that, that football's done for a while unless the USFL succeeds, which um, I hope it does, but I'm not putting too much uh, faith in it right now because the last three leagues have all failed within a year. But yeah, there's really nothing super traditional anymore. But, but yeah, when I was in college, yeah, it was always a big event. It was always a lot of fun. But now it's more well, maybe I get to go to bed at a decent hour again or get ready. I got to start getting ready because I have a game on Monday night as well to work. So I need to start doing that prep as well right after the game ends.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I know everybody's different with it. You know, I've never been a big Super Bowl party type person, um, mostly because, you know, I don't know about you. This is going to be something I don't know about you guys, but this will be something I'll ask here in just a minute. But when I watch the Super Bowl, I'm there for the game. Um, and everything else is just kind of extra, and it can be nice, like the halftime shows. I usually don't care about them. A little bit more interested this year with what they've got going on. Um, you know, obviously, a big part of the game is the commercials, which again can be fun. But I'm not there for the commercials. I'm there for the game, and so I don't, I don't like having a. You know, you never know what you're going to get. You know, when you go to a Super Bowl party, and the last thing I personally want is to be at a party where. People talk during the game, and then everybody wants to be quiet and watch the commercials and and be there for the commercials. That's me personally. So my wife and I will just be uh, be sitting around at home with the dog. don't know what we're going to do for food, but uh, just kind of low-key watch the game. But um, then then, the next thing is, it's part of the game. Uh, well, not part of the game, but it's part of the presentation of the game. Uh, Mike, are you big on the commercials for the Super Bowl? Like, are you somebody that's got to, like, watch the commercials? Do you, like, look for, like, the funny ones or the creative ones? or like How do you feel about the commercials during the Super Bowl?
2: 15 years ago sure but now with the with how the internet is now and a lot of stuff has already been leaked out so it doesn't bother me at all and i'm with you i like sitting with people who are going to we're going to talk football we're going to watch the game we're going to understand what's going on which is how i like to watch football i like to watch with people who understand football and so like for me the biggest thing recently has been like watching movie shows i'm a big cinephile i love watching movies i love watching uh, tv shows so I can watch those on Monday. I can watch those late in the night. I will after the game is done. It doesn't bother me to miss anything like that. As long as I don't miss any of the game, that's what matters to me. Because in the end, it is a football game. It is the championship game for the biggest sports league in the world. So it's, it's the commercials. Sure, they can be fun, but it's not the end and line. They really haven't been very creative the past five years or so anyway. So it doesn't bother me.
1: Gage, what, what about you? Are you a big uh, commercial watcher during the Super Bowl, or, could, or do you not care?
3: You know, I, I do care about the commercials a little bit more than Mike does. However, I do have to concede that the commercials over the last few years have been lackluster uh, at best. Like just I, I'm like, I don't get – how do you guys do this so bad? It's not hard. I Because you see some commercials that just absolutely crush it. Like Budweiser for the longest time – was you they were they were gonna have flawless execution they were gonna have a dog or they were gonna have a puppy they were gonna have a horse they were gonna say something basic and it was gonna be great but then you see companies trying to do too much it's like i don't know who your advertising people are that tell you this is a good idea it's not i don't know what demo you're to get you guys are trying to hit but you're not doing a good job and a lot of the companies that like we grew up seeing good commercials from aren't necessarily advertising anymore or they're not advertising for the super bowl because they're putting their budget the rest of the year and there, well, so then that leads to, like, I think, wasn't there like two or three avocado commercials last year for some reason? Like, I felt like there was a really random or pistachios or whatever it was. There's just all these random commercials. I'm like, why are you guys, why Why are we, why is this what I'm seeing? So I don't care about them as much anymore. I still pay attention to them. Uh, but I do, but unlike, like Mike mentioned, a lot of them have been leaked already. I don't pay attention to them. I, like, if I see a Super Bowl commercial leaked, I don't until it had been out for three or four weeks just because i had been busy doing a bunch of stuff and i avoided spoilers for that entire time anytime somebody talked about it or mentioned anything from it i was like nope not listening to you i'm not talking i will leave the room if i have to but i'm not gonna have you spoil a thing i want to watch so i pay attention to the to the commercials because i do find them enjoyable however if i'm around people that do the like talking during the game thing and then only be quiet for the commercials i will be like hey I get this is what you guys want to watch, but I want to watch all of it. So do me a favor and don't talk at this time. Unless Chris Collinsworth is kind of ranting a little much. And then I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Talk over that guy. I don't want to listen to it anyway.
1: <laughs> well, I just brought it up real quick uh, on Google because I know it's it's always an astronomical number. So according to Google, though, the average cost for a 30-second ad for this year's Super Bowl is $6.5 million. So, um, yeah, uh quite a hefty price tag to be able to advertise at the super bowl. So, um, you know, I, I find the commercials entertaining, but I'm with you guys. It feels like, you know, over the last five, 10 years, they've, they've become, you know, less and less enjoyable for whatever the reason might be. I don't, I don't know, you know, what the reasoning is, but, um, you know, there's usually a couple that, that are fun and good to watch, but, You know, at the end of the day, again, I'm there for the for the actual game, and everything else is just kind of, uh, you know, extras if if they're good. So, um, uh, last couple of things before we wrap up here. Gage, I know you had mentioned a little bit the, the halftime show. Uh, are you always a halftime show kind of person? Or is this year a little bit different given what the NFL's got going on for their show? Um, how do you kind of look at the halftime show as a, as a general rule for the Super Bowl?
3: It all just depends on who's performing. Like, there's, there's definitely years that I'm more intrigued by who's, in, who's, uh, like who's performing versus who's not. This and this is a year that I I like a lot of the performers. I, I li, I've listened to Eminem. I definitely listened to it earlier than I should have. Like, but I have listened to him for a long time. I listened to Kendrick Kendrick a lot when I was in college. I've listened to Dre not as much because he was a little bit before like my time when I really started listening to, like when I really started listening to rap, to rap and hip hop music. Uh, Snoop same thing. I've listened to him a little bit, but. So I'm getting to watch people that I enjoy, that I've grown up listening to. The weekend last year was was cool, fun, whatever. But I am getting to see people that I enjoy and have like and have listened to their music for a long time. Versus when I was growing up, uh, who was it? The Rolling Stones one year. Then they perform, and I just I'm like I don't I'm like I don't have any desire to listen to this band because it's not somebody that I just it's not somebody that I like. Put into my like musical like rolodex of people. So this is so this it just kind of depends on year. This is a year that it's got guys that guys and people that I want to watch and want to pay attention to, want to listen to. Plus, I'm not sure what anybody's gonna do. I don't know if anybody had seen the clip from a Dr. Dre interview a few days ago where he said that he had to convince uh, Eminem, Snoop Dogg to. Uh, to keep it clean, uh, to keep their pants uh, all the way up and to not make sure anything is uh, seen on camera. So, that, yeah, that was a thing that he said. He said that he had to convince both of them to not do uh, do that. And so I, I'm i just interested to see what they're going to do. Like, are they just going to be standard run-of-the-mill, 20-minute performance, cool, or are they going to do something a little, little extra, try and go over the top?
1: All right, Mike, uh, what about you? you normally a... Um... A halftime show person, or is, or I, I imagine it's probably a lot like Gage. You know, kind of depends on who's performing. But what do you typically think of the halftime?
2: I'm kind of like Gage in terms of who's performing. But again, I grew up on classic rock, so I enjoyed the Stones and the Who and Tom Petty. Uh, Prince I thought was one of the greatest halftime shows ever. He did it, and I remember like U two, and I, I am interested to see because I do like I do like Eminem, I, I like Dre, and I like some of those old the old school hip hop guys and I am interested to see how they handle it, like how they deal with the censors that are going to come from NBC and whether they do go off script and maybe say some things that you wouldn't expect on an Astro broadcast. And because I, I remember the Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson event, I remember watching that live when that happened and like being like, okay, going, oh, what had, look at that, look at that, what happened. And then it was just awkward the rest of the halftime so I, I remember all that kind of stuff so i wonder how they're gonna handle this one with 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 guys whose music is at times can be is very provocative and very not to say obscene but can very be very very risque at times and very uh, profane with with the lyrics that they use so i'm interested to see how it goes i think it'll be a lot of fun this year compared to years past so i remember uh 10 years ago when the packers went that was one of the worst halftime shows i've ever seen those the black eyed peas that was absolutely horrendous and slash its career might have been ruined by it but it, it all depends on the artist and this one should be fun and as long as nbc doesn't really step in too much
1: yeah i'm with both of you you know for me i you know i don't usually care too much about the halftime show and it's mostly because you know, I, I like music, but like, I'm not like a, I wouldn't consider myself like a, a fan of like a specific, you know, you know, usually ask people, you know, Hey, who's your favorite artist? And you know, they have like a top three artists, you know, I just like music as a general rule. So, you know, for me, for the most part, when they say, Oh, you know, this band or this group is performing, you know, I don't usually have a whole lot of tie to it, but I mean, Eminem for me probably is, you know, the biggest one for me th- uh, this weekend, I grew up listening to a lot of his music. So I'll be interested to, to see how that goes but yeah halftime show yeah i think it's how it is for most people it just all depends on on who's performing and this one for sure will be interesting uh for nothing other than what you guys kind of talked about with how the sensors are going to handle this because um, you know, like, like you guys both said, they're, they're both well-known or they're all well-known kind of for having, you know, at least words you can't say on TV typically. So, uh, in their lyrics, so that'll be interesting just for that portion of it. But, um, well, let's, uh, wrap up here, uh, you know, depending on when you're listening, you know, maybe the game's about to start, uh, otherwise we'll let you get back to your preparations, but real quick, uh, we'll wrap up with this actually, well, before I wrap up with a, um with a prediction for each of us. Uh, Gage, you do a little bit of the betting. What's Give us your top, like, prop bet for uh, for the Super Bowl this year. Because I don't know. I, I know kind of the standard ones, like the coin toss, over-under on the national anthem. But, you know, I don't know a whole lot of them. And since you do a little bit of betting, is there one that's kind of sticking out to you that's kind of your favorite to bet on each year?
3: Uh, obviously, you always sprinkle on the Gatorade like everybody always sprinkles on Gatorade color last year was a big that was a big thing because there was the aspect of like you didn't really get to see the Gatorade the camera panned over it real fast it was very briefly on screen it was purple purple was a long shot I think it was like plus 1,000 which for those that aren't uh big into betting that's that's not expected to happen I believe that's a one in a hundred chance I think is how the math on that works out so it's not very likely Blue and purple, or blue and orange, are the most common ones. Uh, Water generally is your third is your third option. Some people like to sprinkle on red. However, as anybody, everybody knows, red is arguably one of the worst Gatorade flavors of all time. There's no argument about it. Red is bad. There's so many other better flavors, especially now. There's so many flavors that when I see people choose red actively, I'm like, what's, like, what's wrong with you? There's there's other flavors. They they're not sold out of the other ones. Don't get red anyway. But orange and blue uh, are like you can, uh, depending on how many sports books you have access to in your various states, you can gener- you can bet on each of those and still make money uh, doing what we call it's called uh, arbitrage betting. Uh, whereas you can, because like the prices are mismatched, like I think I was on Fanduel the other day and blue was the favorite, but on BetMGM, uh, blue was enough, Blue was second, so I was able to bet on both orange and blue, and as long as either one of those wins, I win money. So, But no, my favorite prop bet of this Super Bowl cycle was the uh, Bengals' first drive to end in a punt because I think that their offense is going to start slow because Zach Taylor likes to run the ball. I also think that this pass rush can really get after Joe Burrow, and especially early on, I think there might be some early jitters. It's why I've leaned towards under in the first half of this game. I think it's going to start a little slow. We'll get into full predictions here in a second. But that's kind of like Bengals' first Punt, first drive to end in a punt i got it at minus 110 last week i think it was and then now it's all the way up to like minus 145 so it's moved a pretty significant amount here just because it's been a, it's been something that a lot of people have been on could it be a fluky play where it ends in a big long touchdown or like they just get a couple first downs and they get in field goal range sure but i just think that it's going to be a slower start and so that's the one i liked just for this game i don't do the a lot of people have a lot more money to gamble than I do so they can afford to bet on like, novelty props like coin. I don't mess with the coin toss. I think it's dumb. I, st- I, I can't lambast the coin toss in overtime and then go try and win money on it in the Super Bowl.
1: Fair enough. Uh, and Mike, I don't know, do you, do you follow any of the prop bets, any of the betting like that, like Gage does, or not really?
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
2: I try to at least pay attention, but I know Wisconsin's laws are very kind of hit or miss right now, and they're starting to expand it more, but right now it's kind of tough. So I, I pay attention to it just for a laugh every now and then. And, yeah, like the first drive ending in a punt is going to be is a really fun bet. Uh, does McPherson make a field goal with like stuff like that? Um, how many times do you hear a beep in halftime? show probably be a pretty fun one, or whether that's muted for a bit. It could be a fun little prop bet, or how many times will people complain about Terry Bradshaw? Like stuff like that could be a lot of fun, but yeah, I, I pay attention, but I don't sprinkle any money on it. I I need to I need to pay for gas for all my driving <laughs> I'm going to be doing the next few weeks for playoffs because when when as as anyone who's worked in high school sports knows, playoffs games can travel anywhere, so I could go anywhere from five miles to hundred in one night with twelve hours notice. So I need I need to save my money a little bit. I'm not going to take any chances.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't, I don't do a whole lot with the betting scene. I know it's always kind of fun to follow along to see, you know, I I know one of the big ones for the longest time has been the over under on the national anthem. You know, how long does it take for them to, to, you know, sing the whole anthem. So, but uh, yeah, I'm with you, Mike. I don't do a whole lot of it. So, Uh, well, all right, let's wrap up real quick here, guys. Um, Mike, I'll start with you. Prediction, score prediction for the game today is going to be what? Yeah, my prediction, I'm going
2: 31 uh, 27 Rams. Uh, my heart says the Bengals, but my head says that Aaron Donald is going to absolutely wreck things. And a dark horse for MVP could be like Leonard Floyd, uh, potentially for what just getting to Burrow all the time. Uh, I think the Rams will score late. I think we're going to see a big play to Cooper Cup late that'll cement it like we've seen in all of their games so far in the playoffs. And I think I agree with, with, uh, with Gage that McVeigh's the best coach. And all from that Mike Shanahan tree, Mike Shanahan, not Kyle, where it all comes from. Uh, but I think, yeah, McVay's better than Taylor. Taylor, kind of, I think Taylor kind of fluked his way into this point as a coach. I don't think he's a, very, a great coach. I think he's, he's better than Cliff Kingsbury, but that's not a high bar at this point. So, yeah, I'm going the, Bengal, I'm going the Rams by 4-31-27. And I'm going to say my dark horse, Leonard Floyd, for Super Bowl MVP.
3: I also want to chime in there. My dark horse for MVP is Von Miller. I wanted to say Beckham Jr. Because I think he can have a really good game, especially matched up against Eli Apple. But the problem is, wide receivers, it's really hard to win because if a wide receiver has a really good game, the quarterback also probably has a really good game. And the Bengals can't cover Cooper Cup, which means that if OBJ goes off, Cooper Cup also probably has a good day, which means that Stafford is probably the one that wins the MVP in that case. So I think Von Miller can have a really good game here. And plus the odds on him, he's like plus 4,500 to win. So they're... That's, so that's probably not going to happen. He is one of the only two guys in the last decade to win the MVP that wasn't a quarterback. So,
2: Would he be the first ever two-time defensive Super Bowl MVP?
3: Yes, he would. There's only been like six players all... I think there's only been like six guys all time that were like defensive Super Bowl MVPs. And he is like and, and one, one of And one was them. on a losing team. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's not been very many uh, Super Bowl MVPs that were uh, that were defensive, and I think he would become the first to do it twice. And the funniest part about it is he would do it for two. De- oh wait, no, did Ray Lewis win it? No, Ray, no, Ray Lewis only won it once. So yeah, no, he would be the first defensive player to win it twice. I'm going through uh, right here. Yep, there's there's no other defensive players ever won it twice, um, and that would be. That would just be cool to do because he did it on two different teams, and he, like, yeah. While well, he did like more or less force his way out of uh, Denver, he, I mean, he did he did his job. He played he played all he played every time that he was there. He never did the he never did the sit out thing. Never did any of that. He never really made a big stink in the media about it. Um, and now he's getting to go and compete somewhere and compete for a title. So,
2: and a Super MVP would also guarantee his gold jacket.
3: If he's not guaranteed yet, I think that that would solidify it once
1: 100%. Gage, we'll get uh, get your your score prediction in here real quick.
3: All right. So for my score prediction, uh, similar to Mike, uh, I'm going with the Rams as well. I think that the ultimately it comes down to I'm taking the veteran quarterback. I'm taking the much better coach uh, in the previous in the previous round when we were talking about taking the better coach or like take like who were taking like in the championship rounds I had I had Andy Reid winning and I had Sean McVay winning I thought I still think McVay is a better coach than Kyle Shanahan is I don't care that Kyle Shanahan is the the uh, the or the, infer- the he came off the tree I think that that apple is a better part of the tree than the tree itself I think that Kyle Shanahan is an overrated coach that has thrived on a unique scheme that catches teams off guard and there's a reason that he hasn't won the big one yet uh, and then I picked Andy Reed and Andy Reed gamed himself. Uh, I'm still not convinced that Patrick Mahomes didn't have something going on because he went from playing flawless football for six quarters. And then whatever, I don't know what happened in the second half, but he looked like a complete shell of himself. I don't know if he was concussed. I don't know if he received a payoff at halftime. I don't know what happened, but he was not the same guy that we had seen for the divisional round and then the first half of that championship game. So, I'm, but I'm going the better coach here. I think Zach, I think Zach Taylor is a fine coach. I, I think he's a average to below average coach, though. I think Sean Bivet is the better one. I'm going to take the Rams to win. Uh, I'm also, I think it's going to be a slightly lower scoring game. Just kind of like I said, I'm taking the under on the first half. It's at like 23 and a half now, which I don't love, which is why I'm glad I got it at 24. Uh, just because that gives me a little extra half point there. I think the Rams are just they're the better team and I think they're going to come out of this game with a win. 27 to 21 is the score that I have. I do have a small sprinkle of money on the Bengals to win 34 to 31 for those that have, uh, that, that used the Twitterverse, there's a image that is that it was a fake image of the Simpsons calling the fi- calling the Bengals winning over the Rams in the Super Bowl 34 to 31. Granted, it was fake, it wasn't actually that wasn't actually there, but it's not. It's fun to root for something that's like plus thirteen thousand, and you, so if you bet five dollars, you can win a pretty significant number, chunk of change off of that. Uh, like I saw that that specific score prediction on BetMGM had like a had like twenty percent of the money on it, and no other exact score had more than like two percent. So I'm going. I'm going Rams to win twenty-seven twenty-one. I just think that they're. I just think the Rams are the better team, and I think that they are. They have the two things that I say you need to win a championship in any sport they're playing their best football at the right time and they're healthy at the right time they're, complete, they're largely healthy outside of their tight end Tyler Higby who they don't really use and then they're playing outstanding football right now the right. Bengals, I don't think are that team
1: absolutely well I, I'm
3: not like you guys I don't have a
1: dark horse MVP uh, but I, you know I, as far as the game goes I, I go back and forth on it because everything like Everything kind of points towards it should just be like an easy choice of the Rams, but I also feel like that's what we were all saying about the Chiefs game for the Bengals. I I mean, I remember I remember telling my wife when the Chiefs went up what was 21 to 3 right right near halftime I said, "Well, I guess the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl again." And well, that didn't happen. So I'm going to take the Bengals. I'll take the Bengals to win. I'll take them to win 28-24 so that's uh you know everything everything wants everything about me wants to take the rams but right now it just seems like betting against joe burrow is just not the thing to do so um but it'll be fun to to see how the game unfolds and how it all plays out so um well real quickly though before we wrap up here today guys um i'll start with you gauge if people want to follow you on twitter follow any of your work that you do how can they do that how can they get in touch with you
3: uh you, as always you can follow me on twitter at gbridgeford nfl uh mostly doing denver nuggets content for denver stiffs right now uh but i'm also probably going to be doing some light draft stuff here over the next couple of months just for rotoballer dynasty nerds uh maybe some other places but as always all of my work's on my twitter it's the easiest to just go there and you can find it all there
1: perfect and mike if people want to follow your work get in touch with you how do they do that
2: as you can find me on Twitter, at Mike Wendlandt, all one word, so W-E-N-D-L-A-N-D-T. Uh, as a broadcaster, my work is at ZaleskiSports.com, Z-A-L-E-S-K-I. Uh, high school playoffs are coming around the corner. Girls' brackets are dropping on Super Bowl Sunday in the state of Wisconsin, and they'll be you can find them on Sunday and Monday as playoffs get set. Hockey's going on. Boys' basketball will be following not too far. And actually, as we're recording this, I have a game coming up on Saturday night as we finish recording I have to go to my fifth game of the week, so I'm going to be getting ready for that. I'll be doing a lot of games over the next few weeks, so you can find my play-by-play work there. And other than that, yeah, just I'll be keeping track of the draft, doing my my own database, stuff like that, but it's going to be mostly just broadcasting and doing the high schools in central
1: Wisconsin. All right, awesome. And you can follow me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at produce, producer Nick LB. Um, although I don't really have like uh, Mike Engage here, I don't really have any work that I put out there. So it's mostly just random tweets every so often. Um, but uh, if, if you're interested, it's out there. So uh, real quick, uh, thank you, Mike Engage, for um, for putting up with me today. And uh, hopefully this will all go well in the near future. That it'll just uh, work seam- seamlessly like it has with uh, some of the other guys. Here so thank you for putting up with me Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl today everyone it's let's this the only thing I ask really the Super Bowl every year is just don't let it be like Denver Seattle I I don't I don't want a 43 to 8 game again something close something fun something entertaining that's what we're all here for so with that being said thank you so much for listening everyone and as always go pack go
4: I'm mm-hmm. not.